0: Hi everybody, welcome to the podcast today. Hope you're doing well. Entering into Mother's Day weekend, and we are in Acts chapter 18, and we're going to begin in uh, verse number one here. It says, after these things, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth. So remember, he had left um, Timothy and Silas back in uh, in Berea, and then he left and went to Athens. That's where he um, spoke at the Areopagus on Mars Hill. And, you know, we're persuading those idolatrous people there to, uh, to believe on Jesus. So it says, after these things, Paul departed and went to Corinth. So now we find him in Corinth. And if you were to lay out the, the first and second Corinthian writing, then you would see a lot of parallel here, obviously, as this, this is that time period where he's there. And it says, he found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome. Now, it's interesting because the Jews have, you know, historically and famously been persecuted in every nation. And that's one more example. This guy, Aquila and his wife Priscilla had come from Italy under that persecution of Claudius, and uh, they run into uh, to, to Paul. And then what you'll find later is that these two people, uh, the husband and wife team, ministered together. In fact, most times that they are mentioned in Scripture, she's mentioned first. And so we see really the first example of a female minister of the gospel and we'll, and I'll just remind you of though of that every time we hit that particular every time we hit this particular couple I'll bring that back up. It says so because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked. For by occupation they were tent makers. So remember that he had a he had a uh, A secular uh, vocation that helped him pay his bills and so forth in between uh, his preaching and and the money anything he would make in ministry I guess then he was a tent maker by vocation and so were they so now here they are connected Uh, just like we might connect with people of the same occupation we get to know people at work things like that it's important to be open to those spiritual connections even through a secular workplace I think that can be some very rich fellowship and a very uh, beneficial relationship uh, for, for both parties. Now, obviously, uh, this, is, uh, this is men being friends with men, women being friends with women, and so forth like that. But here we have uh, Paul being friends with this couple. So then it said, said he does what he always does here in verse 4. He reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. Well, we know the template here. He goes into the synagogue, he begins to preach. Some Jews believe, some Jews mock, and some Jews stir up dissension. So typically it's a matter of time. And then we get on here in verse 5, and it says, When Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testify to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. So this to me is interesting because I wonder what he was persuading before. What was he actually sharing? I'm sure he was sharing some of the same stuff, but I guess he felt a a strong witness of the Spirit to testify to the Jews specifically that Jesus is the Christ. Um, That would be the resurrected Messiah, uh, all the things that go with that. But understand, remember, we've been talking about this now some recently, that in Isaiah, the Bible says it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. So Christ means the anointed one, and it implies his anointing. So the anointed one and his anointing is what breaks the yoke of bondage in everybody's life. So it's the the bondage of sickness, it's the bondage of disease, it's the bondage of depression, it's the bondage of of um, condemnation. All these things the Christ relieves us from, which is why in the earth today there's an antichrist spirit, because that spirit is coming against the very freedom that Jesus represents so it's not an anti-God spirit in the world today it's an anti-Christ and the reason it's anti-Christ is because the Christ is the Messiah Christ is the living God Christ is the resurrected Savior Christ is the one that breaks the yoke so the the spirit of the devil And the spirit of the world does not want people to be free from the bondages of all the things I just mentioned because that is a control mechanism, just like our government, uh, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, they put in place certain control mechanisms like taxes and regulation and different things where they can control uh, what the population does. And that's what you see with this spirit against the Christ. So then this is uh, verse 6. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, Your blood be upon your own head. I am clean. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. Now this is interesting because he's made the same proclamation before. He and Barnabas declared, I think in chapter 14, and I'll check that for you. But in chapter 14 where they said, you know, we're no longer going to the Gentiles were going or to the Jews rather were going to the Gentiles and so now here he is at a level of frustration again and so, of course, he is known as the, the apostle to the Gentiles, so we know that he does do this, but he, he always has this love for his countrymen and wants them to receive the truth. But he's now shaking the dust off, going to the Gentiles. And verse 7 says, he departed from there and entered the house of a certain man named Justice, one who worshipped God, whose house was next door to the synagogue. So he had made some disciples there, it would seem. And then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his household, and many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed and were baptized. So they believed, which means they were saved, and they were water baptized. And so we see God really moving here in Corinth. And it says now in verse 9, Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision, and he said, Do not be afraid, but speak, and do not keep silent, For I am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you, for I have many people in this city. Verse 11 says, He continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. So now what we have is we have, even though things looked a little uh, uh, tenuous there, and he was frustrated to the point of saying, you know, I'm not even going to waste my breath on you people any longer. What we see now is that the Lord settling him down. We see some movement here with, uh, with the, uh, the home and, and the family of justice, and then the synagogue leader or the head of the synagogue named Crispus. And so I don't know exactly his position there other than it says he's the ruler of the synagogue but those are some very influential people that now are uh, walking in the way of Jesus Christ so now the Lord is is encouraging Paul just to relax Uh, I know it's time you know in your yourself you feel like you need to run off and do some things elsewhere but he wanted him to sit still and develop relationship remember this whole thing about the gospel is not to make converts but to make disciples. So now you have two influential families that we know of by name who are now believers. They've been baptized, but they don't know anything, just like we didn't when we first were saved. So now the Lord wants him to settle in and teach them the word of God before he leaves. So now there will be a, a strong central church there in Corinth that is going to carry on the work of the ministry there when Paul decides to leave so at any rate friend just understand this that God has us on assignment and so when we start pouring into people the idea is not to get them to say a prayer and then that's the end of it the idea would be to connect them with the word of god so that they start to learn they start to understand they start to gain wisdom in the things of god and we connect them to a strong local church that's preaching the gospel which is the good news and not just turn them loose and again like we've said the church doesn't church attendance doesn't make you who you're supposed to be but it's part of the process used by god to get us to where we're supposed to be and it is vital for for strong healthy growth in the things of the spirit so at any rate uh that's it for our time today thank you for being with me hope you have a great weekend hope you can uh either join us or tune into one of our four weekend services this weekend but uh but have a great great day and i'll see you again next week right here on the podcast